hello, hello, and welcome to my podcast. Natasha here. We are reversing trauma with a lot of fun on this podcast by gently confronting your ego so you can find within this space a safe environment to question, to ponder, and to learn, and also to show up as your worst self and still deserve love. Hello, hello, my beautiful listeners. All right, in today's episode, I want to give you a little bit of a tour of my mind. And I think it is very beneficial because minds do have certain similarities. Of course, one mind uh, and another mind, everyone's mind is different. But at the same time, fundamentally, minds are very similar. And by bringing you through this little tour of my mind, at the same time, it's a tour of my ego. And now my objective here is, okay, to be completely honest, I do feel a little bit like I want to vent. (laughs) Uh, But at the same time, it's beneficial. The reason why venting is beneficial is because there is something about the verbal, physical, neuro-linguistic action of actually speaking about something and reflecting about it. So just to give you a little bit of context, I have already vented to a friend about this, so I am I am pretty chill. But as I'm thinking about the thought process now, I am uh, how I am basically coaching myself in this, I thought, you know, this is something really interesting that I think that my listeners are going to enjoy. So now because I want to help you guys, everyone, you know, reverse trauma, feel better in your life, and just be able to be more at ease and a joy and more abundant in life, just in general, I do believe that being able to observe the mind is one of the key things. So let's jump right in. Basically, right now, I'm having an emotion. I'm having a reaction. So I feel kind of irritated, I feel a little bit annoyed, I feel a bit huffy and puffy, and I have this state. Like I woke up this morning um, because I went to bed last night with that state where I'm like, ugh, just like, ugh, like whatever, you know? And so what is this? This is a state, right? Now this is something that's continued that, that hasn't had its natural course of an emotion. So contrary to what you might have experienced in most of your life, as most people, an emotion only really exists in in itself for a couple of seconds, even up to about 20 minutes. And then normally you will have regulated from that emotion. Quote unquote, normally is like the least normal thing ever. (laughs) So what normally happens actually is that we have this emotion and then we react to that and then we react to that reaction and then we react to that reaction and then we just perpetuate that emotion and then we're going to solidify it or we're going to you know transform it but oftentimes not into something that's a very high vibration loving state so what actually happened even if what actually happened is irrelevant for our minds to understand it i do want to explain to you So I am visiting a friend here in Germany and we, um, it it was very spur of the moment. I was in India, my visa was over, I had to leave 
And so we, we had just been chatting kind of like very randomly, like, oh, hey, how are you? Popped up in my mind. Yeah, good. No, no, no. It's been a year. He's living in Germany. Haven't seen him since, you know, then. And um, he's like, yeah, what are your plans? And I was like, oh, I'm going to Canada. And he's like, oh, are you passing by Europe? And I was like, well, I hadn't actually planned to. But I looked up in the plane tickets. It was about the same price to go from uh, where I was in India directly to Canada or that or to take a flight to Europe and then from Europe go to Canada so I was like well maybe I'll just stop by and, and visit you and he was like yeah and then with the dates there's a festival blah blah and he had taken the vacation time by coincidence before we even talked it was exactly those weeks that I would be arriving so we're like awesome and last night we we're you know looking at the plane tickets and as we were talking, um, we thought going to Egypt would be a really good idea because, you know, the diving and, you know, pyramids and like Egypt, hello. And I've already been to Egypt. I've actually spent about a year there if you compile the three times that I went. And so I've got friends. I really I actually wrote it down on my vision board that I wanted to go to Egypt um, and Israel where I have some really, really, really important friends that I really, really love. And I was like, this is so perfect. It's so perfect, isn't it? <laughs> so we're looking at plane tickets, and now, you know, they're 350 euros one way. And then it's like, you know, my friend's like, well, I don't know if I want to spend that kind of money on flights. And I'm like, well, Egypt is super cheap, you know? It's like, well, I don't know if I want to spend that kind of money. And then there's like this hesitation. And then I'm like, well, do you want to travel or do you not want to travel, you know? And I'm a world traveler, okay? And my level of life is 100% like travel almost all the time. And so for me, I have a very difficult time having compassion towards someone that isn't just like fucking buying a plane ticket. You know what I mean? And then I'm like, okay, well, look, we found this one. This one, you know, is, is 100 euros cheaper. And then look, we can get you a bus and a bus from there to there. Then, you know, like it'll be, and then, it, because actually I had found, a, this, this is a little unfair. Just put a parenthesis here. It's very unfair because I had found a very cheap t flight to Israel. Um, and then, <laughs> actually, this is so beneficial for me to say. I don't even know if I'm going to post this as podcast. Anyway, I found the flight to, to Israel and it was only 114 euros. So he can't go to Israel because of, you know, his passport situation. Uh, well, he could, but it's a whole visa thing and you got to do the visa demand and you have to have all these criteria and you don't know if you're going to be accepted and it's just a shit show. Because I'm a Canadian, it's just like, hey, stamp in, nice to see you. So I was like, look, I don't have the budget to spend 400 euros on a plane ticket. So I'll just take this one and then I'll meet you there. It's literally like a 12 hour bus because we're going to Sinai anyway. And so we're looking and it's like, look, we can get this one for like 220 euros. Uh, let's take, uh, and then you can take a bus and we look up the bus. It's like 40 euros. You're still saving like 70 euros. And he's like, oh, but then I have to be in the bus for 16 hours. And I'm like, so... So do you want to travel or do you not want to travel? You know, and I'm just like, oh, and it's just like so much. I feel so much, you know, um, fear and, you know, 
of like traveling and you know not being able to make this decision and you know it's like and we're calculating it again it's it's like you know even if you even if you do get a cheaper flight within Europe with the cost of hotels and food and taxis and activities within Europe you're going to be spending the same if not more than if we go to Egypt right and then it's this mindset he kept on saying like oh yeah but we're looking at you know flights to flights to Egypt you know in 2 months they're like 100 euros, not even, you know, I see some for like 80, I see some for 200, you know, I see some for, for 100, 110, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, but that's in two months. Like, it's, it's like this mindset of not wanting to spend money on something that's pleasurable right now, because you could do the same quote unquote thing later, when actually you can't, because later, first of all, I'm not going to be here. And second of all, your vacation is right now. What are you going to do if not? You're going to spend all this money in Europe anyway. So this was for me super triggering. I'm just like, ugh. Like, just buy the fucking plane ticket. So in the end, we bought the plane ticket. <laughs> I have my plane ticket to Israel. He's got a plane ticket to Egypt. And we're getting in. Like, we're, we're meeting there in, within 12 hours. And it's all good. And I got to save... 200 euros on my plane ticket. <laughs> Thank God. Um, so that situation, I miss still, even if it doesn't, this seem ridiculous, right? I'm still uh, annoyed by it, right? I'm still irritable by it. Now, why is this? So here is what the, the, the value really is. After nine minutes and 30 seconds, we're finally getting to the value. <laughs> We've got to learn a babble less. That's why there's five downloads. I'm just kidding. Um, so we have the mind that works with symbols. And then we have the ego that wants these symbols to always be reinforcing what it has, quote unquote, discovered to reinforce that ego, right? So if we're coming back to the non-duality of things, we're really, really, really being in the emptiness. We're really being non-dual. Neither this, neither that. You know, neti, neti. Like, we're, like, super, like, you know, like, yeah, like, metaphysical, right? Ego doesn't doesn't have its, its – it has its place, but it doesn't have its effect in that way, right? But because we live in the 3D world and we're functioning as human beings and, we you know, we're, we're doing these things and we're going and we're traveling to Egypt, right, which is a very 3D thing to do, <laughs> To do that physically in a plane. I mean, you want to manifest it physically, do it in a lucid dream. So, <laughs> because we're doing this, the ego is there. And my ego around my relationship with money. My ego around my relationship with pleasure. My ego around my relationship with travel. My ego around my relationship with the weeks that are upcoming, which is the time that this travel is going to play, take place. All of these different aspects of my ego that all have to do with this scenario are now being projected onto this person, right? So this person's hesitation to spend money is something that through, you know, personal development and this money mindset stuff, nah, 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 I'm like, oh, you know, if you're not ready to spend money, that means you're not going to make money, blah, blah, blah. You know, there's a reconditioning that's happened 
within my ego about money in that sense, which I think is very beneficial in a way. It is somehow very dual still. And so because I have been convinced or I believe that this is the way to be with money because this is a mix of my childhood with money and my new conditioning of money is, you know, I have this belief that I'm not saying is, uh, is correct or incorrect, but you shouldn't mind spending 300 euros on a plane ticket when you have that kind of money, right? So this is, this is the belief and, and this is the judgment, right? You shouldn't mind spending money on a plane ticket to go somewhere on a vacation if you want to. You shouldn't. That shouldn't be a problem. That shouldn't be a hesitation. So do you see how much judgment there is? Do you hear the judgment even? Do you, can you feel that? Can you see how much judgment there is? And so for me, the symbolism of this person that doesn't want to, that, 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 that is having, that, that isn't in alignment with that belief, right? That, that doesn't want to think the same thing. Then for me, it's like, well, this person is bad. Of course, for me, logically, cognitively, no, but all of this happens within the mind. And so now my ego is being challenged, right? And simultaneously, I'm not in the other person's mind. I'm not in my friend's mind, but I do have the, um, I guess, I, I, I can suppose that I, I kind of understand what's going on. And again, maybe it's not true, but basically this person that doesn't travel that much, that has a very particular goal with his finances, which I know that he came to Europe, he's working here, he wants to save up. Now he's at this position where his ego about his money, which is my money is meant to be in the bank. You shouldn't be spending money on things that aren't necessary, right? And then you've got my money ego that's like, you shouldn't be holding on to money. Let the abundance flow. You shouldn't hesitate to spoil yourself. You shouldn't hesitate to, to enjoy life. And then you've got the other side where it's like, you shouldn't be spending on things that aren't necessary when the same plane ticket in two months is going to be like, you know, half price. And then I'm over here being like, well, it's only like a hundred and something euros. If you split it up to 14 days, it's like seven euros a day. Like it's not that big of a deal. And then there's the other ego. And now, so you do see how when two egos come together, this is very subconscious, right? Because as we're talking about it, we're trying to see, and then it's making decisions. Are you buying the plane ticket? Are you not? Are we going? Are we not going? Am I still going to Israel? I want to go to Israel anyway. So it's like, uh, and so you see all of this. All of this is why people have conflict. And this is an opportunity. It's an opportunity for me to be able to observe this and to be like, okay, what beliefs, right? What, what priorities, what values, what is it that's actually important for me, right? Now, if you were to tell me, okay, well, then let's not go to Egypt and let's do like some really awesome, cool, like yoga meditation kind of like retreat thing, I'd be like, uh, yeah, any minute. But any other travel plan that's not Egypt at that moment wasn't interesting for me anymore. So very pleasure-based decision-making on my behalf. And the symbolism of someone 
indirectly challenging my ego and my beliefs through their behavior is something that really triggered my mind and has triggered this state within me. So it's taken me 15 minutes to really get to the core of this. I really don't edit these because if I edit them, I'm never going to get them done. And I do believe there's value. So please, I hope you've been listening to this on like a 2x speed or something like that. And we're finally getting to it, right? When something symbolic happens, shall it be from just the universe or from a, directly from another person? If something symbolizes a truth or a belief that directly challenges a truth or a belief that your ego holds, and notice that I'm not saying universal truth, a relative truth or a belief that directly challenges a relative truth or a belief that your ego has, it's possibly going to trigger you, most likely it's going to trigger, and when the awareness is not there, when we're not able to go through this process of actually seeing how we are triggered and what is fundamentally being triggered, then we, we're victims. Then we don't enjoy life. Then life sucks, right? Then it's like, oh, I'm so angry at this guy. Oh my God, he sucks. My friend sucks. You know what I mean? Like this, obviously these things went through my mind. Ugh, people are so annoying. Like seriously, like why can't you just fucking make a decision? Oh, and then after that, like, there's a possibility of you paying less, but then you don't want to be uncomfortable. I'm like, what is it? Like, you want comfort or you want to keep your money? Like, if you want to travel, either you got to spend your money or you have to reduce your comfort level. Like, that's just what it is. It's worth it. It's traveling. You're fucking going to Egypt. Like, suck it up and fucking buy the plane ticket or take the 16-hour bus and get the cheaper ticket. Like, I mean, what? like, this is not complicated. You're fucking going to Egypt. Like, hello, you know? <laughs> This is how the brain works. So do you see how this is where we normally, this is the surface level of the mind. This is normally where we stop. This is normally when we go, I'm right. <clears throat> this is my belief. This is my truth. The truth is this person is being negative. They're not adventurous. They don't know how to spend their money. And like, I am so adventurous. I am so positive, And I so know how to spend my money in the right way so that my life is amazing. So if we allow ourselves to stay in that ego, if we allow ourselves to feed into that, then we just turn out to be grumpy old people. I don't know. Like, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm not exactly sure, but I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that this is pretty much where bitterness comes from. This is where fighting comes from. This is where grudges comes from. This is where illness comes from. Feeding into that ego and allowing that ego to take over you, identifying with that ego and enjoying the trip, enjoying the ego trip. I had a lot of pleasure at one point in my mind, feeling so high and mighty. Oh, how high and mighty I feel. I am so amazing. How amazing am I that I am able to sacrifice all of my comfort to be able to go and travel the world. Look at me. How amazing am I? I did have some pleasure with these thoughts while this was happening and afterwards as I'm thinking about it. And then I quickly realized that this pleasure is a very superficial pleasure. It's kind of like a little bit of an adrenaline rush. It's, you can feel how it's an ego-pumped self-esteem. It's a false self-esteem. It's a false sense of self. It's really, 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 
really actually identifying with what is not me, right? And I'm going again with the non-dual perspective that what is, what are you really? What you really are is awareness, right? What you really are is emptiness. What you really are, if you want, is unconditional love. So that conditional self-esteem, that conditional feeling of, of, of loving for myself, of putting myself on a pedestal because I am able to sacrifice my comfort to go travel. Look at me. Ah. <laughs> that is actually poison, right? And so who am I to say that that's the best thing or not? I mean, logically speaking, if you're looking for momentaneous pleasure, of course, that's the most beneficial way of looking at it. That's probably why I run my life that way. Now, on the flip side, am I a victim to my momentaneous pleasure? Uh, yeah. So my friend, on the other hand, that, you know, it's taking a lot for him to get out of his comfort zone and, you know, to just like within like, you know, this, this, this plan is happening within two weeks from now. You know, it's like, oh, let's, let's go to Egypt. Let's get you on a plane. Let's get me on a plane. Let's go there. We'll do some diving. You know, a month ago, a month ago, I didn't even know I was going to be in Germany here hanging out with him. You know what I mean? So that level of being grounded that this person has, that level of being cautious before, you know, making a decision or spending money, that level of, you know, being, well, if I don't have this pleasure in the moment, I can have the same pleasure of going to Egypt in two months for like half the price. Do you think that benefits him? Of course it does. Of course it does. Benefits him a lot, right? And so it's really, it's, it's, it's really, really, really about understanding. And now, so here, it's really irrelevant. The actual story here about the plane ticket and about, you know, the attitude and the travel, it's all really irrelevant. What's really, really relevant here is to take a little tour of the mind and to recognize where is it that you are feeding and pumping up and getting a trip and, 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 and having pleasure and bathing in a false sense of identity, right? And I'm not saying either to be like, oh, I'm not amazing. Real humility, and I'm going to make another episode on this, real humility is not thinking that you're not amazing. Real humility is knowing that you are nothing. And so my invitation here with all of this, with the tour of your mind, is that the next time you're triggered by something, first, 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 next time you're triggered, first, remember it's a state. Remember that you are reacting to a reaction to a reaction. You're reacting to that reaction that's a reaction to thing that's something that you reacted to that happened probably more than 20 minutes ago. So recognize your states. Take action to change those states. Meditate chant, do a little bit of exercise, do a little bit of running, do a little bit of journaling, do a little bit of venting, whatever it might be, do something to shift the energy, to move the energy. And then take a little tour of your mind. Look at the situation and don't look at the situation like you. I really invite you to really zoom out, zoom out and search for symbolism. Search for the symbolism. What is it that bothered me? What does this symbolize? Why does this bother me at the core? And I can guarantee you that you're going to come out with this is challenging me 
because fundamentally the message that I am seeing through this event, the symbolism that I am receiving is X, Y, Z truth or belief. And that is a contrary truth or belief to one that I hold very dearly that I think really benefits me and that I identify with. And then take a little trip, take a little trip by identifying with that ego, by feeling like you're better, or maybe you're feeling like you're worse. It doesn't matter in both situations, it's an ego trip, right? So take a little tour, be in that ego trip, ride that ego little roller coaster, whatever you wanna call it, you know? Be there and observe that. And then notice, see how that really isn't real. How fundamentally it is based on judgment. It is based on duality. And as you are able to do this, you are experiencing non-duality. And so for me, this is, this is really, 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 really the practice. This takes time. If this is the first time you're ever hearing this and you're like, how does she do this? What the fuck? This bitch is crazy, you know? Well, I spend a lot of time in my mind. I spend a lot of time in my head. And a lot of people, we do. We're kind of conditioned to spend a lot of our time in our head. Maybe you're very kinesthetic and this doesn't resonate to you at all. You're probably not even listening to this if that's the case. So if you do spend a lot of time in your head, if you are an overthinker, if you are, you know, anxious or, you know, ADHD or all these other labels that society likes to put on all of us, and you spend a lot of time in your head, well, spend a lot of time in your head as the boss. And this is the position that the boss takes. The boss takes the position by seeing everything and observing everything, understanding everything, and training itself, the mind training the mind to become its slave. The mind training the mind to become its number one tool to overcome itself. The paradox within the philosophical and spiritual adventure that it is to overcome the self through the self, I can tell you is really fucking exciting. And I mean, I choose to do it by going from India to Germany to, <laughs> to Egypt to Israel. This is how I overcome myself through the self. I put myself in this situation <laughs> where just traveling everywhere. <laughs> And it doesn't have to be, right? It can be any way possible. And I really encourage you that whatever your lifestyle is, whatever your goals are, it's actually totally irrelevant. The only thing that really matters is this journey of overcoming the self through the self. And at that moment, you will be able to experience such a bliss, such a joy, such an abundance, such a different level of existence. And hey, you may even get into some super crazy metaphysical stuff, get into some enlightenment, become a Buddha. I mean, like, possibilities are endless. All right. I think that's enough for this episode. Again, thank you so much for your grace and your understanding. I know it was a little bit long to get started. Uh, I feel like it was necessary, though, to have a little bit of that blabbering at the beginning for you to really take that authentic tour of a mind. All right. Talk to you soon.